Imagine your new bathroom. A sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Welcome to the New Hyde Show on Education. You're listening to Education in the News, and this is Pamela Clark. I'm your host for this show. So let's get right on into it. We're going to be sharing news from around the U.S. and the world, education news. So let's get right on into it. The Souter Foundation has committed $10 million to first-generation students. The grant will support the Center for First-Generation Student Success, a partnership between NASPA and Souter Foundation that provides data, tools, and expertise for a growing network of colleges and universities. And U.S. Foundation funding for LGBTQ issues fell in 2019-2020 study finds. According to the study, the tracking report of LGBTQ grant-making by U.S. Foundation funding totals were down by $209.2 million in 2018 and $192.5 million in 2019 and $200.8 million in 2020. A survey finds weakening donor sentiment in 2022. A survey by a survey by Dunham Company found that 54% of donors have a negative view of the direction of the country, signaling, signaling weaker donor sentiment in 2022. An Old Dominion's Berry Art Museum receives what a Watzer or Waitzer glass collection. The donation of 165 works of 20th century and contemporary glass sculptures from the Leah and Richard Waitzer Foundation will create one of the most prominent museum collections of glass sculpture in the United States. And then the next thing I have to share from you is from Fee. And um, let's see here. It is um, titled Student Debt Forgiveness is Already Happening Because of the Payment Freeze. This was written by Peter Jacobson. And if you want to see the whole article, you can go to fee.org and use their search and just 
type in student debt forgiveness or something like that. But it says that um, in, in March of 2020, Donald Trump pa paused federal student loan payments and froze in interest accumulation in an effort to help borrowers through the difficulty of the pandemic shutdowns. The Oval Office has changed occupants. Pandemic shutdowns have ended, but the payment and interest freeze has been extended several times. As Friedwin quipped, quote, there's nothing so permanent as a temporary government program. When Brad Palumbo and I wrote about the temporary pandemic programs, including the student loan payment freeze becoming permanent in September, I noticed some criticism in the line of, quote, the programs are still here because the pandemic is still here. Well, for what it's worth, Fauci now says we're out of the pandemic phase. Of course, some may simply disagree with Fauci. To some, we may never be. In any case, the student loan payment freeze has certainly outlasted the government shutdown. And although there are many problems in the economy right now, it wouldn't be hard to point to worse economies in the past when student loan payments were still being collected. So I think it's safe to say that the payment freeze has moved on from being temporary relief and it can now be better classified as student loan forgiveness. Now, this goes on. It's kind of a lengthy, lengthy article. We'll probably put it in the um, September version of our magazine or you'll, you can find it possibly on our social media accounts. So... Um, or you can just, like I said, go to Fee and find it that way. But if you want to learn more about that article, just go to their site as well. And you should be able to find it fairly easily. The next bit of news I have from you is from ASCD, K-12 Leadership Smart Brief. And district administration reports that school tech leaders help districts succeed. Chief information officers and other education technology leaders are playing an important role in helping K-12 schools recover from the pandemic, especially regarding the use of relief funds for learning and safety. Four leaders share how they are leading efforts such as one-to-one -one spending programs, student equipment initiatives, and curriculum adoption. Education Week reports that some states change licensing rules to hire teachers. About 12 states have made or are considering change, changes to teacher licensing rules to address an ongoing teacher shortage. A survey from Education Week and Education Commission of the United States, or the state finds, the changes, sorry, changes states are making include expanding scoring cr criteria, dropping certification tests, or removing aspects of certification criteria at least temporarily. An Education Week reports that how to ensure EdTech complies with accessibility policies. Digital learning materials are covered under the Accessibility Requirements Section of 508 of the Rehabilitation Act, Instructional Technology. Specialist Jenna Ashley explained during a virtual session of the recent International Society of Technology and Education Conference. Ashley and fellow specialist Crystal Trapani 
offer tips for ensuring tools are accessible to all students, including avoiding the use of PDFs, which have to be manually tagged to be read by screen readers and ensure videos offer user controls. The Associated Press reports that later start times coming to California middle high schools. High, school, high schools in California this fall will be prohibited by law from starting before 8.30 a.m. The middle schools will not be allowed to begin before 8 a.m. Advocates and experts say the change is intended to help students get more sleep, which will have academic health, have academic health and other benefits. The next story I have for you was actually reported by multiple entity, entities like uh, KPTV-TV in Portland, Oregon, WFAA-TV in Dallas-Fort Worth, Walla Walla Union Bulletin in Washington, and Mass Live in Springfield, Was uh, Springfield Massachusetts. I'm sorry. Um, it says Parks and Recreation helps feed kids for free when schools are out. Portland Parks and Recreation in Oregon is holding a summer free lunch and play program that provides meals and activities for kids 1 to 18 on weekdays, while Dallas Park and Recreation in Texas is providing free breakfast and lunch. Parks in other cities are also offering meal distribution by nonprofits and other USDA's summer food program. This uh, next story I have for you is from Middle Web on Smart Brief, and it says 7th graders learn maths and science at Tampa Stadium. A group of Florida 7th graders recently learned about math and science involved in a game of baseball during a visit with staff from Tampa Bay Rays. Other topics of discussion included health, hydration, nutrition, and careers in baseball. The story, that story was actually picked up by WFTS-TV in Tampa, Florida, if you want to look it up. Here's another story from the Associated Press. Um, oh, sorry, it's a repeat. This is from La Crosse Tribune in Wisconsin. Wisconsin students explored health care careers. Students from Wisconsin's Logan Middle School learned about career opportunities in health care during a presentation at Gunderson Health System, teaching students about the requirements for and responsibilities of various roles at an early age can help them make decisions about possible career paths later on, says Career Center Advisor Kim Jackson. And uh, this story is from District Administration, and it says that a think tank develops learning loss calculator. The Edunomics, so it's E-D-U-N-O-M-I-C-S lab at Georgetown University has developed a calculator to measure learning loss and determine the cost of tutoring to help students catch up. For example, the think tank found that the Los Angeles Unified School District students fell behind by 22 weeks during remote instruction which will cost an estimated $851 million for necessary math tutoring and $466 million for reading. 
Sorry, I'm going through some repeats here. This is from Smart Brief on um, EdTech. And uh, Forbes actually picked this story up and it's titled Study Examines Student Mental Health Online Classes. A study of 5,000 adolescents in Japan suggests that those taking online classes that feature daily routines and social interactions during building closures. Excuse me. Closures because of the pandemic were better protected from the mental health challenges when they returned to in-person classes. The study, which may be one of the first examining students' mental health after the return to in-person schooling, was published in Psychiatry and Clinical Neurosciences Report. Star News in Wilmington, North Carolina, reports that first graders beat 20,000 other classrooms in math challenge. A first grade teacher, Matthew Norris, started using Splash Learn, which features online games, avatars, and online prizes to help motivate students to learn math. The students took the program while increasing their understanding of math concepts and raising their test scores, and then won the company's national math challenge among 20,000 classrooms. Uh, Balan Crypto in the UK reported that tips for protecting the young in a virtual world. Monitoring children's internet use becomes even more significant in the Web3 era, quote, which will prioritize user-owned services over that of central-owned giants such as Google and Facebook that manipulate our data and use it against us to sell ads, argues Colin Pape of search engine pre-search or pre-research. Um, let me say that again, P-research. Uh, Pape or Pap writes, the new technology can always be used for good or bad and that children are often smarter and more understanding than we give them credit for. I want to remind everybody that if you um, visit our website, newheightseducation.org, and you click on Learning Annex, you may want to check out um, under the Learning Annex uh, the college, um, college scholarship search feature that we have. Um, there's some great scholarships that you can win if you uh, want to check it out. You may want to do that. Okay, ASCD on Smart Brief. This is from a story that was covered by the Christian Science Monitor. It says, students' mental health is a priority for school. States, uh, data shows that the need for more mental health support for students and efforts are underway in some states to enhance their mental health care, such as hiring more counselors, offering mental health days off from the school, Yet efforts in some cases face pushback and other challenges. Smart Brief on Education reports that support students' reading development with writing. Introducing writing and reading lessons can help students learn to read. 
Because writing is an expressive skill that requires more concentration, writes Stacey Hurst, a veteran educator and chief academic officer of Reading Horizons. Hurst also suggests differentiating instruction based on each student's cognitive capacity while maintaining the joy of learning to help students improve their reading skills. I don't necessarily agree with this or disagree with it, um, but I do know that we use um, loops in other groups. It's a kinesthetic writing curriculum, and um, we just suggest that you look into that because I really don't think there's anything better than that, and I do think that the reading and writing does have to be uh, taught separately and using different things for those. So, um, but that doesn't mean that there are no children that can learn the way they're talking about. But I'm, I'm just um, suggesting other curriculum and that we see more success with the way that we do those things. So just food for thought. The Packer and Alexa, Kansas reports that USDA, USDA allocates $943 million to help schools buy local foods. To help address high food costs and supply chain issues facing school nutrition programs, the USDA is giving schools $943 million in addition. At One Day University, we feature hundreds of top-rated professors from Stanford, Harvard, Michigan, Texas, UCLA, and other schools across the world to explore history, music, politics, art, science, and much more. Every Wednesday, our weekly Scholar Newsletter includes five fascinating short video clips of our most notable professors discussing a brand new topic, plus special reports and topical debates as well. Sign up for free at OneDayU.com. That's O-N-E-D-A-Y-U.com to assistance received recently approved through the Keep Kids Fed Act to purchase domestically grown foods. Each state will distribute the money which will come through the USDA's Commodity Credit Corp. K-12 Dive reports that a Maryland law restricts seclusion in public schools. A law that restricts secluding students in Maryland's public schools goes into effect today. Florida, Georgia, Hawaii, Nevada have adopted similar bans on seclusion. This is from Ohio Ed Updates and from the Department of Education. And this was covered by TiffinOhio.net. It says Heidelberg Grant aims to booster teacher shortages, ethnic representation. Northwest Ohio K-12 schools are far from alone in facing the dual problem of teacher shortages and desperate ethnic and racial representation in schools. Today, more and more students are challenged to find role models who look like them and understand their stories. But a new scholarship program at Heidelberg University aims to address those issues locally. Heidelberg School of Education recently received $160,000 in state diversifying educational or educator pipeline grant that will set up future educators on the path to become teachers. Together with financial aid, the program will provide scholarship funding for 10 area students who will be who will be high school seniors this fall. 
to cover the remaining cost of attending Heidelberg. And Dayton NBC2 reports that Springboro announces next superintendent, which is and it's a familiar face. Springboro Schools announced on Thursday their selection for the next superintendent. At its June 30th meeting, the district said the Board of Education approved a five-year contract for Carrie Hester, a superintendent. Her employment is effective August 1st. Esther had been serving as the district's director of human resources since March of 2018, before taking over as assistant superintendent of operations and then interim superintendent since 2019-2020 school year. And the Dayton Daily News reports that Bethel Schools picks interim superintendent. The Bethel Local Schools Board of Education voted Monday to hire Matthew Crisp. Crispin as the district's interim superintendent. Crispin will take over the job from Superintendent Justin Furks, who resigned in late May, effective July 31st. Crispin previously served as superintendent for the Versailles City Schools and the Fredericktown Local Schools in North Central Ohio. The Board of Education said it is working with K-12 Business Consulting to conduct a comprehensive search for a new superintendent for the 2023-2024 school year. In Columbus, NBC4 reports that free school meals returning this morning for Hillard City Schools. How can you apply? Applications open Friday for Hillard families looking to see if they qualify for free or reduced school meals. The United States Department of Agriculture has not extended food service program waivers to allow students to eat breakfast and lunch free of charge for the 2022-2023 school year. Due to this change, families not eligible for free and reduced meals will need to pay for the meals. However, Hillard City Schools families can fill out a free and reduced school meals application to see if they qualify for free or reduced meal pricing. Applicants may also qualify for other benefits, including reduced or free iPad insurance. Reduced fees for taking the ACT or SAT test, reduced fees for college courses, and reduced or free internet service. The Cleveland Jewish News reports that a city club of Cleveland, the Whole Child Forum, July 14th, the City Club Cleveland will host a luncheon forum from 11.30 to 1.30 p.m. July 14th at the City Club of Cleveland at 850 Euclid Avenue, discussing the whole child framework adopted by the Ohio Department of Education and what has been learned from the schools that have implemented this framework. The forum is moderated by Lisa Damar, or Damore an author, psychologist, and senior advisor to the Schubert Center for Child Studies at Case Western Reserve University. Panelists include State Board of Education member Merle Johnson, a retired teacher, Tracy Najira, the Executive Director of Children's Defense Fund Ohio, and Joseph Spickia, the Superintendent of Wycliffe City School District. Cleveland NBC3 News reports that Northwest Ohio 
or I'm sorry, Northeast Ohio School District taking action amid, amid bus driver shortages. The school year is right around the corner, yet many of the problems districts faced last year are rolling right into this fall. Finding qualified bus drivers is a problem across the region. At, Clo at Copley Fairlawn City Schools, they have just enough to get by. But if the drivers decide to quit before the school year begins, it means slashing service. On top of that, fuel costs have doubled from $350,000 to $700,000 this year. The price of bus parts has increased by 40%. That leaves less money to incentivize the drivers to come on board. But school districts aren't giving up on hiring more people. Many are offering training and in some cases increasing hours for workers. At the same time, they need the drivers. They already have to stay on the job. scary stuff. I don't know how you feel about that, but I mean, it's scary for individual families. Might as well, you know, people that are in public school need to take their kids to school um, via a bus because they can't drive them. Anyways, that brings us to our first commercial. I'm going to be right back. Stay tuned. Hello, listeners. If you're enjoying the New Heights show on education and want to support or donate to our organization, please visit www.newheightseducation.org. And while you're there, check out our online store. Welcome back to the New Heights show on education. This is Education in the News and I'm Pamela Clark, your host. So, um, the next news stories I have from you is from Philanthropy News Digest. It says, Bar Foundation announces a $17.2 million in grants. Um, the grants will support artist-led solidarity, economy practices, innovative climate re resilience efforts in local communities, and new research to drive educator diversity efforts in Massachusetts. They also report that Worcester Academy received two, 20, I'm sorry, $20 million from alumni. Commercial real estate developer and businessman Ron Capazzoli Sr., in recognition of the memorabilia and formative experience he received at Worcester Academy as a young man, donated this money. The next story I have for you is from Fee, again. And then, um, it, this is written by Carrie McDonald. And the title of the article is, Arizona's New School Choice Bill Moves Up Closer to Milton Friedman's Vision. Legislators in Arizona, which already had some of the most robust school choice policy, policies in the U.S., just passed the country's first universal education savings account bill, extended education bill to all K-12 students. This article's a rather long one. We will put it on social media and share it in an upcoming magazine, but you can go to fee.org and bring it up to learn more about this new school choice bill. And then uh, I'd love to hear your 
your thoughts on it as well. Um, what you think, you know, just what you think of it. Okay, just a moment. This is another report from the Ohio Department of Education. Um, daily or Dayton Daily News reports the Dayton public scores rise after using two-teacher model. Internal test scores as well as preliminary results from the state standardized test show Dayton public schools returning to pre-pandemic academic levels, according to district officials. The news comes just as state-level research showed COVID-related learning loss is still a major issue in Ohio. The two-teacher model, funded largely through federal COVID relief money, will continue next year in those same grades, Lowly said. She said the district hopes that the students who saw significant gains in test scores, who will now be in third and fourth, will now be third and fourth graders, will continue to make learning gains. Akron.com reports that Woodridge Board discusses safety and security. Woodridge local school officials are continuing to look for ways to increase safety and security at the district's buildings. During the June 21st Woodridge Board of Education meeting, Superintendent Walter Davis talked about the district's efforts to continue to improve safety and security. Davis said that at the end of the last school year, the district administrative team met to identify enhancements in security with some of those items including adding more cameras and key fobs at the entry points and investing in behavioral programs. Davis added officials believe mental health plays a large role in safety and security. Davis also discussed Ohio House Bill 99, which Ohio Governor Mike DeWine recently signed into law. The bill allows staff to be armed with guns in schools after completing 24, hour of, 24 hours of training. Canton Repository um, reports that this is a token of our thanks, COVID-19 bonus for Canton City School workers. Canton City School employees will receive a pay bonus this year for their efforts to help students since the coronavirus pandemic began in spring of 2020. The Canton City School Board on Tuesday approved a $750 bonus for all permanent employees, including full-time and part-time workers. Only the superintendent and treasurer will not receive the stipend. The only the one-time bonus, which will cost the district $1.5 million, will be funded by the Federal Elementary and Secondary School Emergency Relief Funds. Their payment will be made sometime after the new fiscal year begins on July 1st. The Marion Star reports that the YMCA expands reach for summer programs with funds from the Ohio Department of Education. 80 elementary students, like Jacob Moore, a second grade student, are enrolled in Marion City Schools, and St. Mary participated in Y-Camp programming through the Marion Family YMCA this summer. This provided a safe and fun place for students in morning summer school to go after, after school. This was the second year of the summer after school program. The first year, the Y received funds from Mary, Marion Community Foundation to run the camp. 
This year, the organization received the Summer Learning and After School Opportunities Grant. For 161 community partners like the Marion Family YMCA across the state, the Ohio Department of Education awarded $89 million in funds to expand out-of-school services addressing both academic needs and overall well-being for students most in need following the COVID-19 pandemic. Newark Advocate reported that Licking Heights selects Kevin Miller as the new superintendent. Licking Heights has selected its new superintendent, Kevin Miller, currently Director of Government Relations for the Buckeye Association of School Administrators, also known as BASA, who was approved June 25th as the replacement for Philip Wagner, who has been tapped as the new superintendent for the Johnston or Johnstown Monroe School District. Miller has served in his current role since 2019. Prior to that, he was the superintendent for nine years at Ottawa Hills Schools, located outside of Toledo. He also served as superintendent of Hicksville Exempted Village Schools for seven years. Dayton NBC2 reports that Fairborn names new high school principal. Fairborn City Schools has selected its new high school principal, Waylon Stegall, was named principal of Fairborn High School. The district said Wednesday the Stigall has been already an employee in the district for 15 years. He's currently the assistant principal at Baker Middle School. He was previously an intervention specialist and athletic director at the school. And the Lorraine Morning Journal reports that Lorraine County Commissioners honor young artists showing environmental issues. Lorraine County students whose artwork was chosen to be featured in the 2023 Lorraine County Solid Waste Management District Calendar Contest were honored at the June 29th meeting at the Lorraine County Commissioners. The work of the artists were selected from 1,300 entries, according to Brandy Snell, Community Outreach Coordinator for the County Solid Waste District. The winner's artwork will be featured in the calendar, which is handed out for free at the beginning of the year by the Solid Waste District as a marketing tool. We're going to take another quick commercial break, and we're going to be right back. Stay tuned. Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group educational resources to help reach your goals new on curiosity stream this bear's walking right at me we'll see if he wants trouble or not follow filmmaker casey anderson as he gets an unprecedented face-to-face look at alaska's fiercest carnivores on the tracker's diary bears of katmai plus why is a tiny island in the pacific one of america's most crucial outposts discover the truth behind this mysterious trans-pacific stopover on extremities wake island watch now on curiosity stream annual plans are twenty dollars just a dollar sixty seven a month visit curiositystream.com at one day university 
We feature hundreds of top-rated professors from Stanford, Harvard, Michigan, Texas, UCLA, and other schools across the world to explore history, music, politics, art, science, and much more. Every Wednesday, our weekly scholar newsletter includes five fascinating short video clips of our most notable professors discussing a brand new topic, plus special reports and topical debates as well. Sign up for free at OneDayU.com. That's O-N-E-D-A-Y-U.com. Welcome back to the New Heights Show on Education. This is your host, Pamela Clark, and you're listening to Education in the News. The next story I have for you is from Chalk Beat, and it's titled Students Thrive in Requested Class Looping. A Missouri teacher, Jennifer Osborne's fourth grade class, opted to stay with her for their fifth grade year after a re- after reading a book titled Because of Mr. Terrupt that predicts a teacher looping with his students from 5th to 6th grade. While school principal Paul Morris was skeptical, um, sorry, lost my place, the page jumped, um, was skeptical at first, looping helped the students forge bonds that were missing during the previous year, hybrid and remote learning, and experience more academic growth compared with students in other classes. And the News Observer, the News and Observer, excuse me, in Raleigh, North Carolina, reports that parents are unsure about North Carolina Middle School's report cards. A middle school in North Carolina district has since 2018 been using a competency-based grading approach that eliminates letter grades. The pilot approach is supported by students and teachers, but some parents have voiced confusion with the use of the scores from 1.0 to 4.0 in skills, such as analyzing language and summarizing text, rather than letter grades for school subjects. What do you think of that? Would would that bother you? I, I would think it'd be kind of confusing. I could see why parents are concerned. I don't see why they wouldn't want to use the letter grades. Um, it seems a little odd to me, but what do you think? The next story I have is from Education Week. And uh, it is titled, Study Finds Acceleration Helped by Whole Child Support. Wraparound services such as mental health resources, food banks, transportation, support accelerated learning according to a report presented at the international society of technology and education's annual conference beth holland one of the study's authors and partner at the nonprofit the learning accelerator says supporting the whole child can help students and quote engage in the kind of deep learning needed for acceleration West Virginia Daily News in Lewisburg, West Virginia, uh, shared a story titled Experiential Learning Focus Set to Set for West Virginia Private School. The private UYEW school in Pocahontas County, West Virginia, will offer an experiential learning approach for middle school students. Erica Marks, Dean of Academics, says the school set to open this fall will offer alternative methods, including outdoor learning. Education 
week reports that a group takes holistic look at adding more Latino teachers. A new advisory council for Latinos for Education, part of the One Million Teachers of Color campaign, is facing issues. Available content, local pol political climates, first-generation students, and English learning students among them, as it strives to increase the number of Latino teachers, says Felicia Ortez Lycan, excuse me, Chief Policy and Advocacy Officer at Latinos for Education. Latino student numbers have been increasing and now comp comprise of about 28% of K-12 students in the U.S., yet only 9% of teachers are Latino. Okay, I got some repeats here that I like to just get through here. Um, this was covered from the um, United Press International and News Herald in Sterling Heights, Michigan. And it says, Falling Domino Wall Sets World Record. A group of domino artists convened by a, a host of the TV show Domino Masters set a mark recognized by Guinness World Records in the gym of a Michigan school using more than a hundred and hundred and about a hundred thousand excuse me dominoes to construct an array that included the largest domino wall. It took almost a week to set up all the dominoes with the wall itself consisting of fifty four thousand three hundred and twenty one dominoes and just moments to make them all fall. Wow, that'd have been a lot of work. Education Week shared an article that's titled Teacher, How to Support Introverts and Extroverts. Teachers can use different approaches to reach classroom introverts and extroverts, as well as students who fall in between. Lauren Panay, a director of instru instructional technology and Spanish teacher, at Bishop McGinnis Catholic High School said at the International Society for Technology and Education's annual conference. Panay suggests that giving introverts more processing time by providing topics and questions in advance, setting up timers for group discussions to remind extroverts to let others participate. Education Week also shared school leaders share innovative CTE approach. At the AASA, the School Superintendents Association, Learning 2025 National Summit, school leaders shared several strategies they have adopted to improve outcomes for students, including through career and technical education. And in Illinois districts, students identify a career they are interested in and schedules are crafted based on that interest. The next reports I have, um, well, it's a rerun to uh, repeat, I mean.
the next story I have is from Fee, Fee.org, and it's titled, Should the Government Get to Decide What You Do After High School by Patrick Carroll. The first steps you take after high school can be kind of a big deal. After all, this is your entry into the real world. The options before you are vast. For the first time in your life, you get to choose your own future. But what if you couldn't choose? What if the government decided for you what your post-graduation plans would be, at least for a year or two? Would you be happy about that? Would you appreciate being told how and where to take the first steps as an adult? I know I wouldn't be. What are your thoughts? You can check out this entire article on fee.org and just type in, should the government get to decide what you do after high school? Okay, let's see. The next one I have for you is from Education Week, and it says there was a report done that said most students receive cell phones at age 12 or 13. The majority of students receive a cell phone between ages of 12 and 13, according to a report from Common Sense Media that is based on data from its 2015 and 2021 surveys. The report also found that the proportion of 8- to 10-year-olds with cell phones nearly doubled between 2015 and 2021. They also report that NASA urges students into STEM with robotics program. NASA is working with schools to encourage students towards STEM careers using robotics as an entryway into the field. Quote, we're trying to build this pipeline from K to 12 and eventually have students go into college to build robotics or satellites and eventually, hopefully, work at NASA as engineers, said Adria Fung, robotics engineering education specialist for the Hawaii Space Grant Consortium, which is helping implement the program in schools with the state, within the state. The Smithsonian reported that a free video game based on Emily Dickinson's poetry. A free video game allows players to compile poems by Emily Dickinson, and it's titled The Emily Blaster, No Space, displays a Dickinson poem, and players are instructed to, quote, shoot the words in the correct order to assemble the poem. District administration reports that New Hampshire offers schools five years of free tech programs. School districts in New Hampshire can get five years worth of technology, including Canvas Learning Management System, Zoom, and Kaltura video platform for free through a partnership between the University of New Hampshire and the state. The initiative called iLearnNH will tap teacher ambassadors for training and allow schools to funnel money they may have used for other technology into different projects. Quad City Times reports from Davenport, Iowa that school esports build knowledge and college, college scholarships. Bringing together students for positive interaction and a sense of community are goals for Scholastic Esports, which in Iowa's Davenport Community School District involves reviewing games, 
running plays, conducting drills, and competing in tournaments. More than 150 students have played for the district's teams, winning two state titles and netting college scholarship offers, totaling more than $1.2 million. The Associated Press reports that vinyl record sales face a pressing issue. Revenue from sales of vinyl records grew 61% in 2021, but only 40 facilities in the U.S. press vinyl. In applying chain issues with polymer and record pressing machines have created a backlog of six to eight months. United Record Pressing in Nashville, Tennessee has been manufacturing records since 1949 and is in the middle of a $15 million expansion to triple capacity. Just a moment. Sorry, I am trying to bring up the next one. Okay. I apologize. Don't want to give you any repeats. Too much to cover in general. Okay, let's see. We have about 10 more, 13 more minutes. And I am having technical difficulties now on top of repeat. So give me a moment. I apologize. All right, let's see here. All right, uh, we have another article from Fee, I believe. Um, okay, no. Here, that's a repeat, too. <laughs> Lots of repeats today. And they're in mixed emails. That's why it takes me a while. Because I have to scroll past the old ones and find new ones. Okay. Um, this is from Homeschool Legal Defense. And they report that officials threaten homeschool families who left New York. Several families contacted Homeschool Legal Defense recently to say that New York uh, school officials were threatening to take action unless parents submitted paperwork formally ending their homeschool programs. The issue? These families had moved out of the state and owed officials nothing. <laughs> you can go to homeschoollegaldefense.org and look up that um, article if you want to read all about what happened. You also have it in an upcoming magazine as well. Well, I am still having technical issues, so we may have to end the show early. I'm trying to find something else here. Hold on. Problems. 
All right, let's try this one more time. This is from Smart Brief. And it's from, this story is from the Kansas City Beacon in Missouri. Missouri programs support students' transition to work. Work experience programs such as Practical Assessment Exploration System and Project Search help students with disabilities in North Kansas City, Missouri learn the skills they need to transition from school to the workforce. Besides teaching students work and life skills, programs such as Ability KC offer extended support for students after the key phase of Project Search. Alright, more repeats again. We just can't get away from those, can we? Alright, ASCD on Smart Brief. K-12 Dive reports that um, experts offer advice on allocating funds for school safety. The $13 billion Bipartisan Safer Communities Act signed into law on Saturday provided funding for schools to improve safety and expand mental health supports. Experts in this article recommend strategies for school leaders as they prepare to allocate these funds in areas such as hiring more mental health professionals and investing in evidence-based safety interventions. I've said it a million times, I'm going to say it again, what about employing our military personnel? Seems like a simple uh, solution to me. Okay. Well, um, let's see. Got a lot of repeats. Again. I think I am going to end it here. And um, the show will be a little short, but I think it'll be all right. So I hope you enjoy today's show. I hope that you learned something new. And um, I'll see you uh, next time, which my shows are on Wednesdays and they air by 6 p.m. And don't forget to tune in on Sundays for Barbara Bullen's Civil Rights Show. Those shows are always available by 5 p.m., uh, Eastern Standard Time. Until next time. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings. On Curiosity Stream, have researchers figured out a mathematical formula for success? A clearer understanding of how success happens could lead us to change the rules. Gain a new perspective on getting ahead. It's science of success. And the U.S. won the space race, but not without help from the Nazis. They were just years ahead of us. Meet NASA's rocket scientists of the Third Reich on the moon landing and the Nazis. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com.